In this episode, James Garden shares his testimony and explains the differences between accepting versus surrendering to Jesus. James also discusses why Christian artists have an advantage when it comes to licensing their music. We talk about Kanye West and Eminem. And additionally, James breaks down lovely Diamond in the Rough, complaining, and most of my friends are stuck on the internet in the four song breakdown. I'm Galica Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician Story. My testimony, my faith is my mom uh, was very involved in the church, so I grew up in the church. Uh, she was always either serving in some manner, and I was always on some sort of program of every Sunday. So whether that's being an usher, singing in the choir, um, I was always involved. Uh, that was like my whole life. I think uh, around 11 is when I got baptized. Um, and then I always tell people, I think there's a difference between like accepting and surrendering. Uh, so I can accept and like have the, even have the heart and my knowledge that like Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Um, but taking that extra step of actually surrendering and allowing him to have full control. Cause a lot of times we'll be like, yeah, Lord, you got full control. Just let me fix this part. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you in. <laughs> um, so I, I think that surrender didn't happen till like 22, 23. Um, and yeah, since I did that, like, I just feel like God's blessed me a lot more once I allow him to have control. Uh, I need reminders from time to time. Um, but yeah. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've been in the church my whole life. Was there something in particular that um, drew you to actual surrender? I had went to a, uh, it was interesting, like uh, the college camp, the Lansing Community College had a gospel concert. And so I just went to it because I was like, I love gospel music. I love Jesus. I'll go check it out. And I forget exactly what they said, but they said something along the lines of, um, if you really want to surrender and allow God to be your Lord and Savior and like actually like stop playing, um, come on down. And then I went down and then I was like, because I, I think when they said it, something just clicked and it was like, you like you're you are compartmentalizing God and you haven't really surrendered everything. Um, but you know that that he's been good to you and he's true. Great. OK, so and you said what year was that? Uh, the, I can't count backwards like that. Okay. I was I was in my twenties. So in your twenties, like, okay, that's pretty yeah. much. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's your testimony. And then, as far as music goes, um, how did you get into music? Uh, growing up, I was a really shy kid. Hated speaking in front of crowds, let alone performing. Even though I was in a choir, which is a really weird predicament to be in. <laughs> uh, I I think it was. Senior year of high school, I um I did a oral report on on like hip hop and its history. It was like I felt like I died that day. Like I was so nervous. I sat down when I should have been standing. I looked down at my paper the whole time. But around that time, Eight Mile came out, and um, I it's really weird. But I think like that movie changed my life in a sense of I saw the main character uh being a battle if you haven't seen eight mile i'm about to spoil it but he was in a battle <laughs> if you haven't seen a mile you deserve a spoiler alert <laughs> right uh so uh yeah so first battle he chokes uh but then like towards the end he comes back and he doesn't choke but he also like reveals all his flaws before um his competitor can and i think once i saw that 
I was like, if you embrace your flaws, then no one can use them against you. And then I think like I started falling in love with like this idea of writing raps. And I did it secretly. And then one time one of my friends heard me rapping. He was like, oh, that's kind of good. And I was like, oh, if my friend thinks it's good, it must be good. And I just continue to develop it and develop it. Your friend said kind of though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, kind of was good need. enough. That's all I needed. I just needed a little <laughs> bit of encouragement. Okay. And then did you also just, um, do you feel you connected to 8 Mile as well because it was shot in in Detroit. <laughs> uh, that was that was part of it, definitely. Like Eminem was definitely a part of the the childhood being in Michigan. Okay. And would you consider yourself? Were you a Eminem fan prior to Eight Mile, or like after that you became a fan? I I think it's really weird. I think I was a uh, Eminem fan prior to that, and a little bit after it. And then as years have went by, I mean, like I respect what he's done, but I'm not really like a hardcore Eminem fan. Oh yeah, at all. Got it. Kind of over it now. Yeah. Who are you hardcore about? Uh, hmm. Who? Uh, not him say, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets rough. This, like, I think, I think that's the thing. I think, like, I've learned not to be super hardcore of a fan of people just because, like, they're human and flawed. I mean, okay. people's art, I really love. I, I mean, I love Gambino and just like even what he does outside of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Marvin Gaye will always be someone that I think is just amazing. You kind of uh, have like a Marvin Gaye look going right now. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> uh, Donnie Hathaway, um, Kanye, music, Kanye's music. Okay. Um, he, he <laughs> Let's specify. His, he has his <laughs> issues, uh, but you know, as we all do. Um, Are you feeling like, his? I'm sorry. This because we're talking about Kanye. Are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. The Jesus is King. So look, I enjoyed the Jesus is King. And um, I think I enjoyed the Sunday services too. And part of why I enjoyed it, because a lot of people wanted to, it's, e- well, not wanted to, but it's easy to make it about Kanye and judge it from the scope of solely Kanye. Uh, when I when I look at Kanye's career and how he's done music, Kanye has a really, um, a really good talent of knowing how to grab people that are great at what they do to help elevate what he's trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, with that, uh, I ended up like writing a couple articles for Rapzilla talking about the Sunday service, and I was able to meet Philip Cornish, who was a music director. Oh, sweet. Um, not in person, but like we had a conversation. But in doing that, what I realized is, yes, we can we can focus on Kanye, or we can like focus on the fact that like Philip Cornish and Jason White are these people who like we know where their heart is, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully like where their heart is is rubbing off on Kanye, and it's mm-hmm. not even all Kanye like Kanye was barely performing a lot of that stuff I think I like the record I can tell it's a record from the perspective of someone who's sort of new to the faith so it's like um and no fault of his own but it's a lot of zeal uh but not a lot of knowledge uh so it's like you're super excited uh but you don't know much about this thing and um I think like it's dope to be excited but I think I think, and I think that's been like a uh, a characteristics we see a lot in like new converts that maybe we need to disciple better mm-hmm. at a point of like keeping that excitement alive, but training them before <laughs> we allow people to be super vocal. Yeah, uh, but there's no such thing as allowing Kanye 
to do anything. He's going to do right. what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's really going to do what he wants. So uh. <laughs> okay. And then were you gonna you were gonna mention someone else? Were you gonna say Lauren Hill? I was gonna say Lauren Hill. Yeah, I love Lauren. Um, I mean, she has her issues too, but I love her. She <laughs> is really good, really challenging, really beautiful stuff. I love her too. I had the chance of seeing her live. Um, I think it was two years ago. Uh, it was dope. Like she did the Miss Education, but it was rearranged. Oh wow! And it was so dope. In my perspective, my opinion, like some people were like, "What is this?" They want to hear, you know, the original. But I mean. I think it's been over 20 years at this point. Right. She's tired of doing it. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) she was like, I have heard this song more than any of you. I want it differently. So I liked it. And she had the full band and it was dope. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Now, how do you see God's presence? um, Or how do you say God's presence looks in your life presently, in your personal life, not musically? Right. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I think like. Well, even if it's not like presently, but if you can like look back and be like, I can see he worked, him working here. And then, he, and yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I feel like whenever I pray, like it ends up always working out. Um like, even, like, I remember this is, like, random, and I feel like it feels like a really, like, self-centered prayer. But one day I was like, Lord, I really need some money, right? <laughs> and I just, that's exactly how I prayed it. That's that's how me and God talk. And uh, this is, like, my space days, so this is, like, a grip ago. But then I see um, in Flint there was a, a, like, battle for $250. And so then I was like, you know what? Maybe that's a sign. And then, like, I hit up my friend. And I was like, yo, uh, you want to make 50 bucks? And he was like, sure. I didn't know if I was going to win for sure. But then we went and I won. Um, and like, I didn't have to like do it, like speak in a, in a way that would misrepresent what I believe in. Uh, but like, I feel like that was one of those things where like, God was like, I got you. And then there's been other times that I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to take care of certain things. And then God like creates an opportunity for it to work out. Or even just through this pandemic, um, like as as the world slows down and like being an artist where like I can't go perform and I can't do these things, uh, there have been a lot of like virtual work that I'm able to still do. So I'm still teaching classes, um, getting paid to make online content for the nonprofit I teach for, uh, doing a lot more work at my church, helping them with like still working with the youth just virtually. Uh, and then like helping with the um, online broadcasting. So it's, I think even in this, like at a time where everyone's world is like getting shut down, um, God is still like been like, I still got you like pandemic or not. I'm still going to provide. Yeah. Sweet. And then, so the, the competition that you won, you said it was for $250. Yeah. And you gave your friend $50. Yeah. For what? <laughs> What did he drive you there? Yeah, yeah, he drove okay. me there. My bad. I didn't, I didn't do that part there. <laughs> it's like, hey, you just want to make fifty dollars? I'm just a nice person, you know. I give my friends fifty dollars. No, no, no. He drove there. He drove there. Okay. I I didn't the time. Sweet. Okay. Cool. And let's get into some music. So, I have a segment called the four song breakdown. Okay. 
And that's where an artist raps or recites a verse and discusses a song. And so for you, I asked if you can do lovely Diamond in the Rough, Sweet Jesus, and Complaining. So I'm confused about Sweet Jesus because that's the album's name. Oh, my bad. Okay. In lieu of that, you say uh, you're promoting a new song that you're dropping on May 22nd. Yes, I am. Maybe you get like a verse from that unless you have something else you want to do. I I could do that. Okay. Um, It's a a different one. Do you like just acapella? Yeah. Okay. Um, And you can start. uh, Do you want to start with Lovely or the the new one? Let's do the new one last. Okay. Okay. So So I'll do Lovely. lovely. Uh, I'll just do the verse of Lovely. Uh, So it's like, I am not worthy. I am so dirty. You must be crazy. Are you 730? You were just looking for me and you did it early. I would cry up to the sky just hoping you heard me. You could have left me on red, but you didn't curve me. You had a plan. That plan wasn't earthly. Now none of their weapons will work. Your spirits start blessing my work. So I can start prepping your church so we can show heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. So yeah, that's the first verse from Lovely. Um, it's actually interesting that we talked about Kanye because I feel like that song was somewhat inspired by uh, Jesus is King. But uh, I think I was just thinking about the fact that like, as flawed as I can be, God still loves me. Like, and knows everything about me. Like, I think there's people that are like, oh, yeah, I love you, James. You're amazing. It's like, yeah, but you don't know, like, the weird thoughts I think of or, like, the issues I have that no one knows. And um, I think it's, there's there's some sort of, like, it's a powerful comfort to know someone knows you fully in and out. And it's like, yep, I know that. I know that about you, James, but I still love you. Uh, and, yeah, so that song was, like, really just inspired by that thought and that truth. Perfect. Um, and then how did, was there a particular song or just the Jesus is King album that kind of inspired that? Uh, I think I was listening to the Jesus is King album a lot, but I think actually the production reminds me of a different song. I think just the idea of like, I wanted to do a song that had like more of a gospel inspired sound, uh, not maybe not necessarily totally sonically taking from the album, but just like that that sort of motif of the idea of got choir in the hook and um, rap verses in it. Perfect. All right. And uh, let's do diamond in the rough. Okay. Oh, I am so bad. Cause I don't think I know that verse by heart. I'm a horrible rapper. I thought I knew it. And then I draw blanks because I'm a bad person. It's not because you're bad. It's actually kind of common. <laughs> okay. It's not right. just me? I thought it was just me. I was like, <laughs> it's like everyone else just mem- I have a friend who, um, he literally memorizes every verse. Um, like, even, like, other people's verses. He's like, oh, yeah, like, that song. And then the third verse, he says this. I'm like, how do you? My, bra- <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that. Okay. I'll do the second verse. Okay. They said that plan that we had wasn't stable. So what do we do? We went and just built up a round table. You ain't want to let us in. You ain't want to let us win. Now look at us grand. Because we're about to win again. I wrote the vision and I made it plain. Then I stayed focused and I built the lane. Now we booking tickets and we taking planes. Look at now. 
uh, now we're booking tickets and we're taking plays. Look at how our time zones change. And it started all when I met the gang and I made the team and we took the league and we did our thing when we chased the dream. And, and then it goes into the chorus. Um, that verse is weird now because no one's taking planes. Uh, but <laughs> no one at all. Actually, uh, people are taking planes. Have you seen actually, the news? You're right. Yeah, with the you're right. planes just packed with people. A lot of people oh aren't even gosh. wearing masks. Yeah, no social I did, there. <laughs> I, I did see a friend of mine on Do I IG story and she was in an airport. But I, that song was just really about like, I think um, for myself and a lot of artists, we feel like we need to be validated by someone else before we can um, say we've made it or get to a next level. Uh, so it's this idea of like, I feel like a lot of stuff I've done, I've done on my own, not on my own own, but like without the validation of other humans, some, some has been help. Um, but I think writing out your vision and really just holding to what God told you he has for you and pushing towards that is really the best way to do it. Uh, so I kind of want to just encourage other artists to like plan it out, make it happen. You don't have to play the game by the way the game tells you you have to play it. And um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to celebrate my friends that like I've made art and made moves with along this long 15 year plus career I've had. Sweet. And complaining? Complaining. Okay. Who you blaming? How you maintaining? Ain't nothing changing. What is you saying? You a Debbie down and letting let down. Won't be yourself because you're scared you're going to get clown. I feel it. Got all your spirit. Watch you change your appearance. I dodge your hate. You endear it. I've been telling you how you can just make it. You heard my voice and you ain't really want to take it. Uh, Took it for granted. I've been on this planet for about 30 years. My work worthy of these cheers. I'll tell you loud and clear to the day you feeling it. Stay humble, spread love, keep it diligent. As a man thinks, then a man is. Yeah, times get hard, there's some damage. Yeah, and who you changing? Where's your trust in God and how he planned it? Yeah. Complaining's weird because I feel like the friend that was complaining when it was inspired doesn't know it's about them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, all. okay. I still love them, but I think like, uh, I think... I, he was complaining, I think, and my, my knee-jerk reaction was to join him in complaining. And I was like, no, this like we need to actually like think how can we fix these issues we don't like. Um, so that song was just really inspired by like this idea of let's stop complaining about stuff and let's just work towards solutions. Um, it's so easy to be like, this is bad. They're horrible. They did this. And then you spend like five minutes complaining, and that could have been a two-minute fix. Um, yeah, complaining just never really helps anyone. It's, it might feel good for a while, but then yeah. you still have the problem afterwards. That is true. Yep. All of that is true. All right. And what about this new song? Uh, so this new song is called Most of My Friends Are Stuck on the Internet. Uh, disclaimer, this is not a quarantine song. I wrote this <laughs> a year ago. Um, it just happens to really fit the time we're in right now, <laughs> okay. which is weird. Um, but it's like, uh, I think that I know you, or maybe I don't. We're friends on Instagram. You like all my quotes. We talked in the DMs, but that's only digital. Man, I need friends. It's feeling this pitiful. We're just strangers stuck inside this timeline. 
I smile in photos, pretending like I'm fine. I've been stuck inside this hole. I tried crawling out. You said you never call. Well, this is me calling now. Um, so a year ago when I wrote this, I was basically at home and I wanted to hang out with my friends. Uh, but everyone was just on the internet. Like I could see everyone on Twitter. I could see them just talking. I was like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone. And I just thought about like all the times when we did hang out and like people would be on their phones the whole time. I'm just like, and I'm, I'm tethered to my phone as well. So I'm not saying it's just them. It's me as well. I'm just like, yo, like we're stuck on the internet and we don't really um, have real connection. Like we don't really have that many times where you go somewhere and we're just like phones away, eye to eye contact. We're having a conversation for hours and really, really just having um, true time together. And so I just wanted to write about that. And I think it's just wild that like right now we're in a weird space where we can't actually like be in person. So we have to use technology. So in a different way, we're stuck on the internet. Um, And I like, I'm not like one of the people that's totally against technology, but I think like we do need real interaction mingled in with just our digital discourse, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's like a generational thing or if it's just, it goes person by person, but I am one of the people and I have like several friends that if we're in, if we're face to face, like we're not looking at our phones. That's good. (laughs) I wish I was as good as you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's important. Like you have to set limits. Um, I mean, you should never be out. Like the worst thing I see is, which it's been a while since I've been out at a restaurant or <laughs> dining, but right. you see a table full of people and there's like four people at a table and they're all just looking at their phone and yep. no one's talking to each other at all. And yeah. It's weird. If you're sitting at a table with people, there should be no phones. I agree. <laughs> I'm not saying I follow it, but I agree. You're, you're hundred percent correct. Especially if you're, dating someone you're trying to get to know someone you're on a date you know oh yeah so that's horrible phone, that's yeah that's, that's like the worst. A, a quick way to be dismissed <laughs> end of date it's like oh you're still on that okay bye Check. yeah <laughs> but it is interesting that now we are forced like if you yeah. want to see your friends like before it's kind of funny how you're like well i wanted to hang out but i can see they're all on twitter and i don't want to bother them. Yeah, it was, I I don't know why, like, I'm one of those people, it's funny, so I hate calling people, and it's not because I don't like talking on the phone. For some reason, I feel like if I don't know that you're not busy before I call you, I feel like I'm bothering you, Uh, so I get really like, ah, what if they're, like, really busy? I don't want to bother them, Uh, and then, like, I gotta, like, it's bad, like, I gotta psych myself up, like, I'm about to call them, all right. All right, send it like it's weird it's really weird but i get yeah so like i saw them on twitter i was like oh i guess they don't want to hang out they're having a lot of fun <laughs> tweeting right now but there was a time where we had to call you didn't know what anybody was doing they can be doing anything but you had to call there was you're no correct <laughs> you're correct you know what i blame it on uh like uh 2010 i i had a telemarketing job and i think um after like six months of getting cussed out every day <laughs> i think fo- i got scarred with phones and i was like i don't want to call yeah. someone i get cussed out i don't 
I don't want to do this anymore. Even your friends now, you're <laughs> they're going to cuss you out. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's, I'm just triggering. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to yell at me. I'm about to, nope, can't do it. That's understandable. Yeah. I mean, now really there isn't a need to call anyone. Like, you can literally just text them. Yeah. And then sometimes, that is true. like, now I'll even, like, text and be like, hey, are you free to talk? <laughs> like you have to like schedule an actual phone conversation, but check in via text first. Don't just call. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Or uh, the people who will uh, FaceTime you without warning. It's like yeah, uh, that's the worst. You Why don't are know you where FaceTime? I'm at. <laughs> exactly. That is the absolute worst. Like I'm not answering that. No. I had someone I no. never talked to on the phone before FaceTime me. And I was like, we've never talked. No, that's not. <laughs> Like, this is too much. That's not We've cool. never talked. <laughs> ever. Why are you FaceTiming me? I don't even have like, your number saved. Is this an accident? Did you mean to FaceTime me? <laughs> and then they were I, ready, too. Yeah, and that's when I wouldn't have answered. And then I would have just texted and been like, did you mean to FaceTime me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Was that an accident? LOL? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Okay. So, as far as music goes. hmm how do you see God? His how's His presence in your life musically? Uh, it's it's interesting because I mean, even like when I go to um, the beginning of when I started making music, I didn't like speaking in front of crowds. Uh, I still get nervous before every performance, and so for me, I think what I've realized is even uh, in the development of like learning how to write songs better. Uh, as of late, I've been producing more. All of these things aren't, I don't think they're natural like abilities of mine. I'm having to learn them. And I think it's God that's helping me learn them. Um, any opportunity I've gotten that I'm like, how did I get in this room? I don't know how I got in this room, but I'm here. Uh, I don't think any, like, I don't think, and I mean this in a good way. I don't think there's anything uh, uniquely special about what I'm doing. Um, yeah, there's some like things about it that might be a little special, but I don't, I don't think there's anything super special. I think a lot of times I can listen to a record and I'm like, this isn't that good. Uh, and then it does something huge. Like I think about like Shytown town boogie got on new music Friday. When I heard that song, I didn't think that was a song that would one fit on that playlist or like get that much attention. And we don't even know how that happened. And I just see God moves like in my music career in ways that I'm just like, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't plan for that. I didn't make any like methodical marketing plan to make it hit that success. Um, I'm writing a lot of stuff in my house. Uh, it's not in like in a big studio, but God has been elevating things to get different placements, um, different shows that I've been able to get on. I just see God moving where like in my lack. Cause I'm like, I'm, I think I'm good at what I do, but I'm not I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't think there's any genius behind that. I think God's the genius moving all the pieces on the board. I like that. God is moving in my lack. Yeah, he um, is. Yeah, there's so many things. I Well, because I'm like, I'm still self-conscious about everything I do. So I was like, oh, this sounds bad. My voice sounds really weird. Did you hear that warble right there? And like, I'm, I'm, I nitpick everything that's wrong about it. And then God would be like, oh, yeah, that's all I need. I got that. Let me work with that. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you sure? Let me let me fix that for you. He's like, I don't need you to fix it. I got this. So, right on. 
And do you have any projects or anything that you're working on? Uh, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to finish an EP soon. Uh, aside from that, I've been writing a lot and just trying to like work on stuff to maybe push to licensing. Uh, I'll probably release it too. But uh, I think now that I know that like, it's looking like a lot of my summer plans got canceled. Um, so we're going to be in the house yeah. for a while. I'm probably going to try to just give people a lot of music. Cause I mean, there's not much I can do. So yeah. there'll probably be a couple of <laughs> projects. Uh, nothing's in the works quite yet, but I'm pretty sure in the next couple of weeks it will be. And when you say making music to, to push towards licensing, what exactly do you mean by that? Oh, so like for like sync licensing. So pushing it towards like commercials, TV, yeah. um, things of that manner. So like ESPN, I, I pitch stuff to them from time to time. And then uh, there's a couple of uh, agencies that like work with the brands. They're like, I have stuff in their library. So just adding more music to their library. So when people are doing advertising they can pick some of my stuff hopefully have you been selected for anything as of yet uh not not right now um there was one placement that happened was it earlier this year at the end of last year there was a t-mobile placement that happened with a song um but since then nothing has gotten placed but i've been like adding more stuff to their library sweet that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to see. It seems like um, licensing has been like a really great opportunity when it comes to ar artists like yourself. Um, well, especially like in the Christian world. Oh, yeah. You're here like on a commercial. I'm like, wait a minute. That's so right. Or even in TV shows. I hear stuff all the time. It's pretty awesome. I think the, and it's weird, but I think like definitely like specifically like CHH uh, has a unique advantage that i don't think they really realize and it's that like all of their stuff is already clean mm. um and so you don't yeah. you don't need to edit anything um and then when you look at artists who will like have different uh what choice language in their music it's like oh so now you need to make a separate version of the song to send and like make radio edits and it's it's just it's easy to work with someone like is this oh i know this is clean i don't even need to ask let's yeah. just let's use it um yeah yeah, so I think once people start realizing that that is an advantage they have, and I, th I think the industry is noticing it, that's why it's getting picked up so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe to our show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking. For all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.